Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I am today your host, Dan Potts. Um, Fergus is not in the house. I don't know if he's going to join us. Uh, the control freak that he is, sometimes he does jump on. But it seems today that it will just be me and one more uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons panellist. Uh, we're going to do another 1 to 11 today, guys. So the international break is here, which normally is depressing. But for me, it's actually quite exciting because it means that I get a break from Arsenal at the moment because it has been so stressful. So joining me today is uh, someone you all know and haven't probably seen for a few weeks because he's been busy, is a brilliant musician, uh, great, normally gigging if he's not watching Arsenal, he's normally at a gig, uh, massive fan of Arsenal's youth uh, and is always watching Arsenal youth team games and telling us all how fantastic our youth side is. So please welcome Big Steve. Steve, <laughs> yeah. how are you, man? Yeah, not too bad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's international break, but at the same time, I'm not. <laughs> I think oh, it's the same man. with everyone. You sort of want to see Arsenal, but the way it's been at the moment, you're, it's nice not to have that frustration on a Saturday or Sunday evening. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. You're more of a rugby man when it comes to England. Do you watch England football wise or not? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> we won't go into rugby, know. mate. But <laughs> no. <laughs> No, we won't go into rugby. We'll keep it. We'll keep it to it. And um, we're doing a one to eleven, mate. Um, you're a little bit younger than me. I don't like to shout that out too loud. But you've uh, been. You've got some Arsenal players. How how difficult was this for your one to eleven, mate? Because you've changed it around a few it, times, haven't you? Yeah, it was quite difficult because for me, I I dipped in and out of football. I was always. I mean, I I can remember playing in the back garden with my brother. I was probably five or six. And, you know, he'd be, he'd be Vieira, I'd be Overmars or he'd be Burkamp okay. and I'd be, you know, I'd be Tony Adams or, you know, we'd, we'd all, we'd all pick an Arsenal player and we'd, you know, we'd play against each other. So I, I, I always remember the names and Henri and Carnu were two of the reasons why I got into football. And I remember, I remember one year I asked for a Carnu shirt and I never got it, but um, <laughs> I used, I used to have a little bit of an obsession about Carnu and I can't even remember why but I just remember it was there and and then was sort of in and out of of enjoying football and then got back into it sort of around the invincible times I remember watching quite a lot then and and really liking uh really liking Vieira and really liking Henri obviously um and then 2006 after the Champions League final my you know I, I was already getting into rugby at that point and my interest just went because if you were an Arsenal fan at school, we were getting ripped to shreds. So <laughs> I just sort of really kept my head down, buried my head in the sand. And it wasn't until a few years, a good few years after I sort of started getting back into back into football properly. Um, so so obviously the rules being you have to have seen them or have proper memories. I think that even though I could have put in the likes of you know, Lundberg or Kanu, Henri, mm. uh, Vieira. I missed quite a few of the invincible mm. bunch out simply because I don't remember clearly enough well, listen. This is your this is your all time mm. one to eleven. So uh, I can sit there and say how fantastic players like Liam Brady were, but I didn't see him, so I couldn't yeah, pick him. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's exactly that, it. You see what I mean? So in your in your case, it's exactly the same. So this is your all time one to eleven, mate. We're going to start off with your goalkeeper. Uh, how mm. tough was this one? You've gone for an absolute Arsenal legend. So I'll let you take over. Who have you gone for? Yeah, 
this, this one wasn't wasn't as tough really um for me it was always a shoo-in uh, and that's that's jens layman <laughs> the madman <laughs> uh, was you know he was he was an invincible um obviously i you know i think going back if you could pick out of anyone i would have gone for seaman but the fact that i don't remember enough of seaman to uh, it was always going to be layman you know we've we've had some pony keepers since layman <laughs> <laughs> like and that's that's putting it nicely we've had Flappianski, we've had Almunia. <laughs> oh. You know, Chesney, Chesney uh, I think Chesney or Leno would have been on about the same level behind mm. him for me. Um, but yeah, it has to be Lehman. And what I remember, uh, what I remember mostly was obviously him being sent off in the, <laughs> in the Champions League final. Um, but also when he returned, I remember, because I'd, I'd, I'd got back into Arsenal at that point and I had a couple of Arsenal mates at school and when he was put in the lineup, I think it was against Blackpool or Blackburn. Um, we had a little bet. It was only a fiver, but it was like, oh, I bet he, bet he keeps a clean sheet. And I, and he was like, nah, he's 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 passed it. Now he's not going to keep a clean sheet. And I thought he would have kept a clean sheet. Uh, I think we lost three. Uh, sorry, we won three one. Um, so I lost the bet. But I remember him coming back, and I was I was buzzing that we'd got him back because at the time I think um, our keepers were dropping like flies. I think Fabianski was out, Almunia was out. I think we even had Manoni start that season at some point. Um, and yeah, we signed Lehman back to the end of the season and he made his appearance, we won and that was it. But I, I know that's, people that's... always uh, I know people always have a go at him about the Champions League final, but people forget that if it wasn't for his save against Raquel May, we wouldn't have even been in the final. Yeah. He, so, he, he was instrumental it was instrumental on the way up. He was you know fantastic in the invincible season. Um <laughs> I remember I was, I was looking at some some highlights a while back before before I started doing the one eleven, and I, I see the thing with Drogba, where where yeah. Drogba sort of went over, and then he Lehman pushed him. Drogba went down. Drogba went into Lehman, and Lehman decided, you know, well, I'm going to throw myself on the floor as well. He was just it was just a nut job. He was, was really. Thing is, what makes you laugh there is you got Jens Lehman and Drogba. You wouldn't want to pick a fight with them both, but you wouldn't mind in that scenario, <laughs> exactly. would you? I mean, they're falling they're over. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it has to be has to be Lehman at goalkeeper. Mate, I think. I think it's a great shout. I think it's a great shout. What formation have you gone with, mate? Uh, I went with a four-two-three-one, I believe. Yeah, four-two-three-one. So have you gone four at the back? Start with your right back. Then who have you gone for at right back? At right back, I've gone with Mister Consistent. I've gone with Bakary Sanya. Yeah, mate, that's a great uh, shot. See, we haven't <laughs> had him yet, believe it or not. Believe it or not, we've it's, not it's had back in the, You know, the guys, the guys that have, have, have been on, you know, who, who have you got before Sandy? You've got, I mean, Lee, well, Lauren. Lee Dixon, Winter Burn, Lee Lauren. Mm. You've got you've got some cracking players, but mm. I didn't see anything. I mean, I could have put uh could have put Dixon in considering I saw him at the Invinci- uh, the Invincibles versus sorry, the Legends right. versus the AC Milan game. But I was like, I can't pick anyone from that game because that's that's a real cop out. I'll have Ray Parler in there, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> Sanya. And and for me, again, it was a toss up between him and him and Bellerin. Um, and I looked at some of the stats, and they're similar in quite a lot. But Bakary Sanya, in terms of clearances, interceptions, clean tackles, he was just so far ahead. And I know he's played a lot more games, but. Hector, despite playing half the games, isn't anywhere near on the defensive side. And Hector's very good going forward, but so was Bakary Sanya. And we play having having Sanya at that time in that sort of the latter Arsene Wenger era. It was nice to have some sort of consistency within a back four. 
and he was always that. You've, you know, we had multiple different centre-backs coming in and out, and there was always errors. But Bakary Sanya, you always knew, if someone was coming down that flank, I think at least eight times out of ten, there'd be some sort of stoppage. And he didn't score a lot of goals. Uh, he got a few assists, but I just remember him always, always being in the lineup. I Probably one of the first names on the team sheet for Arsene Wenger, and he was, it, he was solid throughout his... What was it? Eight, eight or nine years he was at the club. Yeah, absolutely. Mate. I think with Bakary Sagner, when he played a seven out of ten, that was a bad game for him, wasn't it? You know, he was so consistent, yeah, exactly. like you say. You know, um, what did you make of when he left? Because I always thought it was a bit strange. You know, we've got in Debushi for twelve I, million, yeah. and it's a strange I, I, one. I didn't, want him, I didn't want him to leave. I think the, getting Debushi at the time was a was a bloody good signing. I thought mm. I, he, he had a really good season at, at Newcastle. He was good in the French league beforehand. Um, and I think it just broke into the the France squad as well. And unfortunately, you know, he had he had two injuries early on playing for us, and that was it. And Sanya, he went on. He did go on a free, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he went to Man City. Yeah, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, because I think he was he had just turned thirty, and there's this stupid policy, probably by Gazidas, you know, once a player's over thirty, don't renew their contract for more than a year. Sanya could have easily had another two or three years and and been decent, but. You know, we went with Debushi and and I think if you're getting in a player that's that's you're going to promise first team football for, you can't have two first team. You can't mm. be promising first team to Sanya and Debushi. So mm. I, th- I think one, we man. made a mistake. But had Debushi stayed fit, it probably would have been a you know the right thing to do. But it's all ifs, ifs and buts, unfortunately. Well, listen, my mum agrees with you. She's watching and she says should have kept Sagna. She spelled it Sagan, but then she has, cor- <laughs> she has corrected yeah. herself and then put Sagna in. So that's yeah. good, mate. Um, she was, uh, do you know what? It, she, he was one of my mum's, or probably is one of my mum's favourites, um, Sagna. So mm. that's a great shout, Steve. Well, always uh, me as well. Mm, yeah, I think you've, you've summed it up, Mr. Consistent. I think that's a great shout, to be fair. I do. Uh, left back, mate. Who have you gone for over at left back? Left back. This must have uh, been hard. Uh, it, it, it wasn't as hard as... As I thought right. it would have been, um, simply because I—I I mean, I think for ev- I think everybody so far has put in Ashley Cole, right? Yeah, they have. Yeah, I—I yeah. I don't remember enough of Ashley Cole, nowhere near enough to to put in Ashley Cole. So I've gone with Mister Nacho. Okay. Uh, you know, eventually became a real steady Eddie. I've I've put down on my notes. Um, uh-huh, yeah, that's think, true though. It's true. When when he came in, it was. He was tossing up with um, against Kieran Gibbs, and I I, I liked Gibbs, um, but Gibbs was always he was always suspect if we were on the back foot going forward or defending when there's not a lot of pressure was always fairly decent, but mm. on the back foot would would get so flustered. Um, but Nacho came in. Everyone was unsure, you know, he's, he's, and nobody from Spain has not really done a lot out there. And I think the turning point for him was when he got made to play centre-back. He was dreadful at first, absolutely awful. And as soon as he went back to left-back, he's a changed player. Was going forward, getting assists, going, you know, getting a goal. Obviously got scored that goal in the um, in the FA Cup against United. And I think it was it was that season that was his real turning point. He just he was undroppable. I think you know he, he then scored against City in the semi. Uh, I think the same year, it just just a, a, just became another. It was like signing another player. He he had a terrible time at centre back. People were calling for his head, t- 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 and, you know people wanted him out. And then 
yeah, turns like that. And then, you know, just steady at, at, at centre-back in a back three when, when we decided to play back three. Um, I think just versatile, steady. For me, you know, it's it's him, Kalasnach, Gibbs or Kieran Tierney. And, you you know, I think for me, there's there's no one else that I could... I could put what in. about um? What about Gal Clichy? Did you see much of Clichy? Yeah, I, and and I mean he was decent. Um, I just. What year, Steve? Was it you started watching Arsenal? I should have said this to start, really, shouldn't I? Um, started watching Arsenal properly. I think around two thousand and four. I mean, okay. I'd seen them seen them as a kid. Um, so late nineties, and but I think around two thousand and four, I took took a fair bit of interest and it was, it was when I moved up to Sunderland because football mad up there. So there was always football on, you know, there was a little pub down the road. So they always had football on. Um, and I used to watch Arsenal Sunderland all the time. Um, regardless, if we could, if we could get it on, it was on the telly, we'd watch it. So around 2004 and then end of, end of 2006, after the Champions League final, real buried my head in the sand. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think we all did. And then mate. probably around 2010, 2011, I sort of got back into it a lot more. Um, so yeah, cliche. I saw a bit of cliche, but he left. He left and obviously went to City. I think when was it? Two thousand and eight yeah. or two thousand nine? Yeah, roughly about then. I can't even remember. Yeah, now. around yeah, then. So I, I didn't see a lot of him. I remember him being a good player, but I didn't like the fact that he went to City because he went to City. Uh, listen, Nacho's uh, a yeah, they all did. I mean, everyone started. They all, to, didn't they? Yeah, they all went. Yeah, um, absolutely. Sanyu even went to City. So, mm. but yeah, I, I, I've, I've put Nacho in a left back simply because my options are, are fairly Good slim. Shot. But he was, he was a steady player in the latter era of, of Arsene Wenger. Fair one. Jerome has commented and he says, Nacho, wow. I don't know if that's a positive or, or a negative or what, but if it's I a negative, then. <laughs> Well, if it's a negative, then we've summed up why Steve has not picked Cole or Cliche or the others. So I yeah. think your your pick is probably the best out of the bunch because um, for me, That's I would have rather have kept. I'd rather have kept Monreal still and, and got rid of Kalasinac personally. I'd rather have 100%, Monreal. Hundred percent, and the fact that I, you know, even when we've been light on options at centre back or our centre backs haven't been performing, player back three and chuck him in. Yeah. You know, luckily Chambers has, has has come in and cemented his place, but having having a left back that's also able to play centre back. It's and it's also good for the cup games because you don't yeah. have to then play Mustafi. You don't have to then play one of the, you know, holding Chambers or or Socrates in in the cup games. It it would have made sense, but yeah. we sold him and, and that's mate, it. That's another story. <laughs> um, centre backs, mate. I'll let you pick whatever one you want to first. Who have you got right, for? Well, I'll <laughs> stick with the uh, the controversial. Calls first. Um, go on in. And I'll go with Mertesacker as my first centre-back. Okay, uh, go on, and explain. I think, I think when he come in, there was there was a few signings that season and it really sort of steadied, steadied a ship. Um, we had, I think the season before that, we had Vermaelen playing alongside Koscielny. Um, Koscielny wasn't the player that he was towards the end. He was, or sorry, he was the player that he was towards the end. He was clumsy, all over the place, wasn't commanding, wasn't good in the air. Um, and I think Mertesacker coming in and, and, you know, a hundred cap German international, six foot five, 
lacked pace. Everyone knew he lacked pace, but what he lacked in pace, he his understanding of the game and his positional awareness was second to none. Yeah. I think at the time, um, one of the best centre backs in the world at the time, and I, the fact that we got him for I think it was around twenty million was was an absolute steal. Um, and from what I remember clearly, uh, we didn't. We had one good defensive season. For, from what I remember from when I've been watching. So let's say, let's forget the 2006, but let's say from 2010 onwards, our only good defensive season in the last nine years has been with Mertzacker and Koscielny at centre-back. And they were outstanding that year. The, the fact that Chesney won joint golden glove and everyone has their opinion on Chesney and, and how inconsistent he was, but to have a def- everyone says as well at the moment, you, people that are picking on Leno, it's like look at the defence that's in front of him. To get a keeper that's worse than Leno, getting joint Golden Glove was down to Koscielny and Mertesacker, and I think he was he was commanding in the box, always t- you know picking players up around him, and I think what sums up Mertesacker was that final against Chelsea. Everyone mm. wrote him off. We had no centre backs. We had Rob Holding. Complete youngster and Bermersack and everybody was shitting their pants. <laughs> Everyone mm. was like, We're gonna get we're gonna get annihilated. We're gonna get absolutely screwed. And Mertesacker stepped he up. He was man of the match by far, wasn't he? Yeah, haven't played a game all season. And it was it was like Tony Adams reincarnated. <laughs> it yeah. was like he was he was outstanding and, and he his positivity on and off the pitch was was always good to see. He'd always, you know, he'd he'd he was good with the media, but he'd never shy away from any, you know, if we'd been if we'd had our asses handed to us. Oh, sorry, excuse the French. Um, he'd he'd always he'd never come up with an excuse first. He'd say what went wrong, and then we'd try and you know work on it and everything, you know, which is the go to go to answer. Um, but yeah, for me, for. For what he lacked in pace, he was he was a he was a great player, and I think the fact that our defense has been so poor in the in in the latter stages of of Arsene Wenger's era, the signing of Mertesacker was was a was a good one, and I think along Absolutely. with Nacho and Sanya, they're not they're not any they're not even on the list of the best defenders this club has seen. But in the last ten years, there's not many others you can put in. Yeah, I think it's a great shout, mate. I think Mertesack and Koscielny went 22 games unbeaten together that year you're talking about, so yeah, that's a great and, shout. And great a shout. lot of clean sheets that season as well, so, mm. Mm. yeah. Brilliant, mate. Who, who have you gone for alongside him then? Not not the one of those side. players we've mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> the other side, I've gone with Sol Campbell, and he is a player yeah. that I do remember enough of. Um, I remember that we had, we had a guy in our class in when I was in primary school, um, it was a Spurs fan and he got ripped all over the whole Sol Campbell transfer. Um, so I think for that alone, knowing that you've got a player that's, that's ditched Spurs, come to Arsenal, won the league at Spurs, that, that deserves it in his own right. Doesn't, you know, he could have been the worst player, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember I, I saw him play in the flesh. Uh, I was, Cup game up in Sunderland when I when I moved up there, and I think it was two thousand two thousand and five. Um, and he was the only player. He was the only first team player that was in the lineup. 
I mean, that was a lineup that had it had Sebastian Larson playing. <laughs> you had uh, Van Persie, who was just coming through at the time. Uh, he got a brace. I think Abue was playing. Um, so, but Sol Campbell was was in the middle of the defence, and I was and I remember seeing that and. The, the friends that friends that came and saw it came up to Sunderland to see it with us. They were they were all surprised. I like oh he's you know why why Soul Plan and I, and I don't remember why, but he was he was fantastic. He just an absolute man mountain, um, cracking at the back. And you know the fact that I got to see him live and and the only one of the only players out of the Invincibles or would it be the only player? Um, uh, yeah, apart from the the Legends game, he's the only player that I've I've seen live from the Invincibles. Um, I just I, I think he sort of sums it up himself. You know, everyone knows what Sol Campbell did, um, mm. and obviously on the on the return, he had you know he had a couple of couple of good games. Scored a cracking header against again I think it was Galatasaray in the in the Champions League. I remember that because um, that was the first first goal he scored for us since the since the Champions League final where I remember I was I was screaming at that at the TV. Um yeah, I think it's got to be Sol Campbell. Sol Campbell with Murtasaka is a I'd say a fairly solid Yeah, it's rock solid, solid isn't it? Mm. Rock solid, mate. So you've gone for two in front. Um who's your first one you've gone for in front? These are two very exciting players I'd say. So who you gone for? Yeah, um first one in front, I'm gonna go with Fabregas. Says Fabregas. Um I was gutted when he left. Yeah, uh, so I know, know come out, come out afterwards that he sort of forced the move and went on strike and everything else. But he was just—he was on another level. And to have a player that young, I, I again, I, I don't remember seeing a lot of it, but I remember talking about the fact that we had such a good youngster playing with all those legends. It's just like look at what he's going to be like in four or five years' time, and mm. he just got better and better and better, and then went to Barcelona <laughs> and then <laughs> declined a little bit. But even when he, you know, when he came back to Chelsea, the fact that we turned down a player of that quality. I can't get excuse, over that. For the excuse that we've already got Ozil. So Fabregas wasn't playing as a 10. So why, why not? <laughs> but, the worst excuse um, I've heard, man. Dreadful. It was. Um but I remember the the goal I do remember clearly was was against Sunderland, and I remember I was I was fairly smug. This going into school that week was the um, I don't know if you remember it, but the absolute fluke. He chased down chased down a loose ball. The Sunderland defender didn't get to it, and it just yeah. went straight over Mignolet, <laughs> and just completely mugged him off. And and then he, I think he scored scored a couple against Sunderland at home the same seasons, and it was a, it was a couple of weeks later, and just smug as anything I was just like I'm, I'm living up there everyone I used to get a lot of stick because I was from down south um so whenever Arsenal played Sunderland and always always gave him a good good idea and I was always going in school pretty smug um but Fabric yeah he was just it's just another level and he was you know ended up being captain um yeah just fantastic player and he did he did the hard graft as well he would track back he would it'd be tireless all over the pitch. And that's why he's in the, the midfield too. I haven't got a defensive midfielder as such, but... No, don't worry Fabregas about that, mate. Go forward, mate. Go all yeah, forward all the way. Fa- exactly. <laughs> all 
Excellent. Who have you gone for alongside Cesc Fabregas? And if you haven't gone for a defensive midfielder, who is it? Gone with Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey. Um, what did What did you make of it when he when he left before you start going into it? What did you make of it this season? We obviously him leaving on a free. Was not happy. Like like Fabregas, two players that shouldn't have left, um, and they left at a very good time in their career. And I know Ramsey was very inconsistent um, at times, but when he played. You know, people People now, they talk about what we miss without Jacker in the team. That's nothing to what we miss without rounding the team. Just those runs into the box, having an, you know, cause defenders used to, used to mark Ramsey all day long. So as soon as he moved, the defender moved with him, which creates a space for the players around, which is why in the season that, you know, the season that we won the FA Cup and, you know, the goals in the league alongside that, he was just unplayable because if he stayed back, you knew that you would open up the space for Kozola or Ozil to get it through to our wide men that would get it through to Zarud. And a lot of that always stemmed from Ramsey, just his movement in the middle. And if he made a late run into the box, it would have been on the back of them saying, well, actually, Ramsey's staying still. He's making this late run. And they miss his late run because they think that Ramsey's going to draw the defender in to get it out wide. So just having him, watching him, what he was doing, caused so much, so many problems for the opposition defence that when he was playing well, he was almost unplayable at times. Um, and the fact that he had a goal in him, look at the goal against, uh, was it Fenerbahce or Galatasaray? Oh, the yeah, yeah. Goal. Like, just, you know, and that wasn't a fluke. That was, he watched that, waited for it to come down and just smacked it. Um, the goal against Norwich as well was great away. Do you remember that Norwich one? Norwich was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Just... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he has to be in there. Um, do, you have, do you have a bit more respect for him as well because of him that massive uh, leg break he had at nineteen twenty? You know, yeah. When when he first started coming through, I mean, he started coming through at the same sort of time as Jack Wilshere, and and I never rated Ramsey. I was like, why is he playing? Why is he playing? And then had the leg break, come back, and was a completely different player. Um, but seeing seeing the leg break because what was he, I think it was nineteen nineteen or twenty. He was he yeah, was. Only he was. Yeah, horrific. But to to have to have the ability to come back after that and be twice the player you were before, I think you've got to give a lot of credit to him as a person. You know, knowing that you're out for so long, this could be the end of your career. But to work hard, work hard, work hard, and then come back, I think any player that does that deserves a lot of respect. Um, mm. And yeah, it's an absolute shame the way he left. He's he's down in folklore because of you know the FA Cup the goals in the FA Cup finals. Um, oh, man, I was just going to say that he loved the cup final, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the sort of play, you know, if he was invisible for 20 games of the season, but showed up in the big games, which he did a lot of the time, mm. then I'd much rather have 11 Ramseys and 11 Ozil's. Yeah. Like, you know, you talk about what, what Ozil does bring, but doesn't bring in the big games. It's all about the big games. If the big games are the ones that are going to make you, yeah, sorry get you the points at the end of the season and get you the trophies at the end of the season, then that's what you want. And and Ramsey had that. Yeah, mate. I absolutely agree. I couldn't agree. I, I was a massive fan of Ramsey and a massive fan mm. of Fabregas, mate. So I can't I can't fault you for those picks. Uh, you've gone for a number 10, have you? Someone in front of him? I have gone for a number 10. And I've gone who, for, who two, gone for? Two attacker midfielders either side. But my number 10 is Rosicki. Thomas ah, Tomasz Rosicki. I yeah. love Tomasz Rosicki, man. Massive fan. I, I, 
I was a massive fan. And as soon as I got back, he was the player that I always loved watching. He would pick up the ball. He would, he'd never, he'd never look for a backward pass. He'd never look for a sideways pass. His first thought was drive at them, run at them. His, he had feet. He, he, for me, seeing for, at the time, seeing players like Vieira and these big lumps of, of, of centre midfielders to then go into these, you know, players like Fabregas, players like Rosicki, who were just so silky on the ball, would just drive at players, turn a player, you know, all this tiki tacker football started coming into play. A little and, Mozart, I mean, wasn't it? That's what they yeah, called him. Little, a little Mozart. Mozart. And I mean, on the on the subject of the tiki tacker, the goal he scored against Sunderland again, Sunderland, um, absolutely fantastic. One of the best goals mm. I've seen Arsenal score, along with that Wilshire goal. But the Thomas Rosicky one never gets spoken about. No, it was it was it was almost identical to the Wilshire goal. Yep. And he just dinked it, dinked it through. He scored that absolute banger against Liverpool in the FA Cup. I think he scored two against yeah, Liverpool two. in the FA Cup that game. Um, I remember that early on, and I just I was such a big fan of Rosicky, and I, I think even now, just you know the fact that he, I'm glad he got the send off he did. Um, I know my next player didn't quite get the send off um, that would have been lovely. Just yeah, sublime to watch Thomas Rosicky and and, and also he played. always scored against Tottenham. Thomas Rosicky yeah, always yeah, scored yeah. against Tottenham. And that as well. I think I've got that on the notes, but I'm trying not to look at them. Yeah, goals against Tottenham, goals against Liverpool. Again, a big game player. Um, mm, he was. He he was and and towards the latter stage of his career, he had a couple of really bad injuries, but he come yeah. back and whenever he played, he was the same. Whether he was thirty three or whether he was you know younger, he would always be looking to drive the ball forward. And I think that's that's something we miss now. That's something we've missed in the last few years. So yeah, Thomas Radiski is my number ten. Great shot. The right of him. Uh, go on. Who have you gone for? To the right of him, I've gone with someone that could easily have gone in number ten. And I was going to put Rosicky at the at, on the right of him, but uh, I've got my Santi Cazorla at right attack. Oh man, I loved Santi Cazorla. All about the attack. It <laughs> really is, man. <laughs> you know, Santi for me, I, I had him at ten. I had him in the deeper. I, I initially had Fa- uh, Fabregas out wide, and I just thought I can't remember seeing Fabregas play sort of in the in the attack like the, the top attack no, I know yeah. I know he played ten a couple of times but yeah because all I just he come in a period like Mertesacker where I was just getting back into football um there was him Podolski Mertesacker and I, I remember the the, fir- the first game I remember of that season was in the purple stripe it might have even been the the first was it was it the first game of the season mm. against Liverpool Mm, um, I think so. Yeah, it, it was it was early on that season because I was I was really buzzed for that season. We just made the signings, and I was I was looking forward to seeing seeing the boys play, and just absolute rocket from from the right from left or the right, and Pepe Reina couldn't stop it. Went straight up in the top corner, off the deflection. Um, he was just fantastic. You know, mm. he he would he would do the defensive work. When he was, you know, him, him and Coquelin that season as a midfield two pivot, we haven't, we haven't had that for, for years, mm. and just the balance there was fantastic. Um, 
yeah, scored an absolute corker against United, again in the stripey kit. Um, scored an absolute curler. And just, yeah, would would always, would again, would always be wanting to pick the ball up, drive it forward. He had no when to stop. He had no when to pass. The free kick against Hull in the FA yeah. Cup final as well. As much as Ramsey was the hero of that game, if that free kick didn't go in, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't start the comeback. Yeah, I and, agree I, with I, you. and I hold. I hold that goal more important, in a sense. It doesn't quite make sense, but I hold that more important than the winner, mm. because I think we would have had Hull on penalties. I really do. Um, but that was the one that got us back in it. Mm. And as soon as he lined up, I remember thinking, "This is going in. This is going in." <laughs> and he just, he just didn't even, didn't even look at the ball. He just looked up, knew exactly where he was putting it, and. Yeah, it's quite amazing his skill as well because I remember a few players being asked, um, you know, like, oh, who's the most skillful player? And at the time we had Ozil, we had Sanchez, we had Ramsey, we had Wilshere. Everybody picked Santi Cazorla. Every single okay. player, left and right footed, could do it. You know, could do it. That's that's what the beauty of him was because he could play anywhere in the midfield. You know, and before before he started getting on a bit, he would play out wide. He could play on the left. He could play on the right. He could play through the middle. He could play deeper. And to have that in your locker, to have both feet, it's just, and, and look at him now. I mean, he's, how old is he now? He's got to be at least 34. After mm. having the having the infection, having the injury, being told that you'd probably never, never play again, to be mm. smashing it and absolutely, you know, he, he scored for Spain the other night. He, he's Unbelievable, got, isn't it? He's still playing for Spain. Yeah, he's, he, he's got back in at the Spain side. He was fantastic against Barcelona. A few weeks back, um, he still he still could have been could have been at Arsenal. Again, what do you make of him player. coming out and saying that though? Because he's come out now and said, hasn't he, that he wishes he would have said proper, a proper goodbye. Do you think there's he'll ever come back or anything? Or um, I don't think he'll come back. No, I think it's it's well too late. And even though he could be playing now, I think to bring in a player like that, whether it be in Jan or even at the end of the season, you're you're really limiting yourself in terms of what his gameplay, you know, what his game time is going to be because the Premier League is more physical than the Spanish League. Um, but I think it's a shame he didn't get a send-off because, I mean, what Welbeck did his lap of honour. Was Cazorla there at the end of that season? Uh, I think he did a lap of honour, but there was nothing really said about him. Yeah, leaving, there was, was nothing because Rosicki had it. Rosicki had the sort of guard mm. of honour. he come out. Cazorla didn't. Um, but I think I think part of that is probably due to the fact that Rosicky did retire. Mm. Did he retire? Yeah, he, he did. He yeah, reti- yeah so. he retired, but then he came out of retirement and I think played for a bit. Played. But then that was it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's a shame because because all of the fans' favourite. I think everybody. Yeah, everyone did. Everybody everyone holds did. him holds him in high regard. I yeah, think absolutely. For the reason. Too right. Steve, there's a few comments here. Uh, Carfick says like that Santi is the complete player in the Emirates era, so he agrees. I think, I think so, there. yeah. Mm. I think mm. I think him him and Rosicki being very similar players, I, and Rosicki goes, in my opinion, quite underrated amongst the mm. fans because um, he was there in that transitional phase and he was there right up until pretty much the end of Arsene Wenger and, and towards yeah. that stage, he'd always come in at the cup games, he'd always come in the Champions League and he'd always put in a performance. He rarely had a bad game, Rosicki and Cazorla the same. But I think Cazorla, the fact that he was playing week in, week out, he was, you know, he was there 
yeah, Santi was a baller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerome's commenting Santi was a baller. And also, Carfix also mentioned something I had forgotten about, which is his North London yes, derby. With the women's. Good luck to the girls today um, for oh, yeah, that one. Before, before we move, <laughs> absolutely. Before we move on to your last couple of players, Scunny Mike has just asked, is Wes Burgers? <laughs> is he in the background? He's, he's, sat, he's uh, sat behind me. <laughs> <laughs> he has given us control today, Scunny, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's see how long that lasts. Um, so, Steve, moving on to your last couple of players, you've gone for, is it wide left now or wide right? W- yeah, wide left. Wide left. Wide left. Um, go on then, go for it. Got me the Bamiyang. Oh, good shout, man! I love and Aubameyang. It is, it is come true. I know, I know. Max, uh, Max made a comment earlier on, didn't he? He was like, oh, "Oh yeah, right." Freeze um, Nelson, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Aubameyang, and he plays on the left, and he shouldn't be playing on the left. But the fact that he has played on the left, and he's only been here season and a half, isn't it? Mm. Or to, and it would be two seasons in Jan. Um, I mean, I've, I've been a fan of Aubameyang for, for years. And ask Fergus as well when you next chat with him. Him and Lacazette, every season when we talk about transfers coming in, it would be Lacazette, Aubameyang, Burnt Leno. Three players I was always wanting. And, and a lot of that came from FIFA. I always had them on my career team on FIFA. Um, but just brilliant players. And Aubameyang showed it for years at Dortmund. He was very good at St. Etienne and Lacazette was the same. But Aubameyang, he's just another level to what we've had for many years he for he doesn't he doesn't always he's not always in the game but nine times out of ten he's there when you need him absolutely and he's he's scored what 50 50 league goals for us or 50 Mm. goals in total Mm. um so to do that in two seasons is a feat in itself sanchez what i contemplated sanchez for a moment and then i thought you know what (laughs) (laughs) no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sanchez would have been there had had he left in a different manner I think um, but Aubameyang just whether he's playing up top or whether he's playing wide he knows where the goal is the Spurs goal on the volley was another level it just straight through first boom and and the, the angle that he was that just shows his his just unreal quality um I think if he was if he was here longer, if he would have been here two or three seasons before, it could have been you know we we could be talking about a completely different Arsenal. Yeah, I was um, gonna, I was going to say as well. Do you think if he was say he was twenty three years old and he's doing what he's doing now, do you think he could, could have competed with Wrighty, Henri, Burkamp? Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, you, people say about how how players start to deteriorate in terms of you know their physicality and their overall presence in a game with age he's 30 now or, or pushing 30 and he's still competing with the best. And I think if we were in the Champions League, he'd be doing it there as well. Um, just, just a fantastic player. And, and it, he's, he's great for the team. He's always put, you know, did it with Lacazette, did it with Pepe. He's selfless. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's got the captaincy. I wouldn't have given the captaincy, but I think there's a few elements of his game and of him as a player around the dressing room which is why he's got the captaincy. Him as a player on the pitch, not captain. Everywhere else, I think he has the qualities to be a captain. Okay. Um, and, and I say what I mean by that is the fact that he always he'll always look for another option, or he look to bring another player in, or he'll he's never in it for himself. And I think that's that's a good thing for a captain. But he doesn't quite have the presence, or he won't 
he won't command other players around him. He'll stay silent and until it's like, okay, well, you have the ball or, you know, I'm going to put you through or, or try and try and look for another option. And and that's the thing as well. You think the amount of times you squared it for somebody else or has given given up a penalty, he'd be mm. on 60, 60 goals easy already. So yeah. that's even more impressive. And I think, I think the fact that he stayed fairly fit, um, it's just a quality player. And I mean, there, there are a few that I could have gone, but the fact that I've gone for a 4-2-3-1 is the reason he's there because he's he's played a lot on that left-hand side in a 4-2-3-1. Yeah, he has. Yes, Kartik also agrees and says that we would have won the league in 15-16. I think that was the year that Leicester yeah. won it, wasn't it? If we bought a bunny yeah. alongside Czech. When apparently even, no one was even available. Lacazette, even Lacazette that season, he was available. And and we didn't want to pay that because I think that was the season that we could have got Lacazette for 35 million, but we were stumbling around 28. Yeah, you know, unbelievable. And, and as good Arsenal. as Welbeck did as our second striker, the fact that Giroud went for so long without scoring that that cost us and because all his injury. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, but, uh, absolutely. Save the best till last. It seems, mate. Go I on, have, he gone for up, he gone for up front. The king. I've gone for <laughs> Thierry Henry. Um, How can you not, mate? How can it, you not? I, where do you start? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all-time goal scorer, absolute legend, if not the, the first, if not the first name that I ever associate with Arsenal. Um, I think him and Ian Wright around the same time, because I know, know Ian Wright from the from the fact that he was an Arsenal player, but also the um, Chicken Tonight advert. Did you ever see that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like Chicken Tonight. Like, yeah. So him and Henri as a kid, as I say, I, I used to play in the back garden with my brother and one of us would be Henri, one of us would be Overmars or Vieira or Burkamp. And so I always knew Henri, um, you know, the whole Fafa Voom advert as well. Just he was always, always there for me. Um, and again, mentioning earlier on Sunderland in when I was living up there, he scored a brace. I think it was him. He scored a brace. Fabregas got the one. Um, it's a league game 2005 a couple of days after my birthday because it was the week before my birthday we went to the cup game and it was the game after so we played them twice in a couple of weeks and we won both times 3-1 and a very very smug <laughs> Arsenal fan living in Sunderland um, the the return the goal against Leeds yep um, that, that's behind me there look. that was that one yeah I just, I just I, I, you can't really it's hard to say. Yeah, you can't. How? What do you say about Henri that's not already been <laughs> said, or or people aren't expecting? He's just, it's just Henri, isn't he? Like, <laughs> if he if Absolutely. he was to come back, uh, as if he was to come back as a manager, or as a head coach, that would top it off. Especially if he won something, even if it was the Carling Cup or Carabao Cup, Monster Energy Cup, Nivea Men Cup, whatever it's going to be called, when he eventually comes back, because I think it's written for him, him or Vieira to come back. And if it's him, I think, yeah. Even if there's even if there's bad results, because it's Henri, I think it'll get a pass, and it'll be like it, it will change, it will change, and there'll there'll be <laughs> such a such an optimistic outview should he come back. Yeah, um, absolutely, man. But as a player, just in the Premier League, I don't think there's been anyone better. People talk about Van Nistelrooy or Drogba. Go away. Like mm. not even no. fit enough to lace his boots, and and like Aubameyang, played a lot out wide when he first came, mm. and still scoring goals for fun. 
Absolutely. Just, yeah, yeah, mate. I don't know how you can't leave him out. So well played for that one. So you gone for I can't. I wanted to put this up as a whole like I have with the others, but I've only got my laptop, so I can't put it on the share oh, screen no. thing. Unfortunately, mate. So just so a apologies. recap. Or... So a recap. Yeah. So you've got Jens Lehmann in goal, Bakary Sagna right back, Nacho Monreal left back. You've gone for a centre back pairing of Sol Campbell and Murta Sacco. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, you've gone for Ramsey and Fabregas with Kazal out, out wide, Riziki number 10, Aubameyang left and Thierry Henry up front. Yeah. Is that right? Who would be your captain that is, in that team, Steve? Who would be my captain? Um, oh, it's a tough one. I'm going to be controversial and I'm going to go Mertesacker. I'm going to okay. go Mertesacker over Sol Campbell, Henry and Fabregas. Simply because... He's at the back. He's there at the go. back. He's a Center big man. Off. He can pull players around him. He can tell the players in front what's going on. And players like Ramsey and Fabregas in front are leaders in their own right anyway. But So I think to have it at the back, saying that, you've got Lemon in goal as well. So mm. you've actually got a few good captains, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Mertesacker simply because he's a centre-off and leave Sol Campbell to do what Sol Campbell does and Good man, Steve. We are being told off. Uh, Fergus has said that you can talk and that it's yeah. only going to be a 30 minute show, but hey, we'll ignore that. There's been a few already that have been 40, 45 ah, minutes. I think he's taking the mic, bless him. Um, yeah. uh, Big Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you so much. Um, Honestly, that's uh, it's been great to hear some of your views in terms of a bit of a, a younger audience, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, that's yeah. That, that's it. And the fact that I dipped in and out as well, I missed a lot. You know, you've got players like Eduardo, Abue. I mean, not that they would have got in anyway, but mm. a lot of players that that I didn't really even think about simply because they were only there when I was like, oh, I, you know, I checked the BBC website and they'd scored or yeah, of course. But, of course. But yeah, mate, right. I think that's a that's a great one to eleven. Jerome also agrees here. Look, he says not a bad eleven. So um I think you've done well, mate. Um thank you very much. What are you off to do now? Oh, you off to watch England or not? Uh probably probably the rugby. <laughs> probably watch Saracen. Watch some rugby. <laughs> All right, yeah. mate. Listen, you watch, you had it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks very much for your time, buddy. And I'm sure we'll catch up soon on another podcast soon. Yeah, um Enjoy yourself. You have been listening to another episode of Guns in Yellow Ribbons. This has been Big Steve's 1 to 11. Uh, be sure to catch up with us on uh, next time on our podcast. Or please, if you haven't done already, please spread the word. Join us on Guns in Yellow Ribbons on Facebook or Guns and Ribbons on Twitter. I've been your host, Dan Potts, and I've been with Big Steve. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.